What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Who the Thug Sports Trivia Podcast for the third time in this series. Once again, we have Chris Archer and Alec Phillips, my high school friends, and they are in a five-game series, best of five to be more specific, to see who comes out on top as the sports trivia king among some of my best high school friends. So, Chris is leading two games to nothing. He can potentially sweep here tonight. Alec will need a historic comeback. I've got my vino. I'm all ready to go. I'm all buttered up. I'm ready to go. How about you, gentlemen? I'm doing, doing okay. A little tired. A little tired. <laughs> I was awoken. Yeah, we just uh, we're, we're recording this after the Chiefs Ravens game, and Chris just before the show was talking about his nerves in another fantasy league of his with Lamar and. Uh, Tyreek Hill, both those players involved. So, yeah, rough night for Lamar, I must say. He still needs to get over that hump over Kansas City. Yeah, it was brutal. It's just not good enough. Okay, that, see, that's an overstatement. I still find that as an overstatement. Like, you looked at, like, look at what he's done against teams other than the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, I, like, but... eventually, eventually, like, this is Michael, this is Michael's, Michael against the Pistons early on. Like, just, just wait, because I love Lamar Jackson. I... I despise that comparison, and let me tell you why. Okay, fire away. There's not going to be a single time in the future where Lamar will not have to go through the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, like I agree with you. You eventually have to be better than Patrick Mahomes to win it all, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, but when COVID... Yeah, but when everything, when COVID's all said and done and over, you're going to have crowds back. And if Lamar has home field advantage in the playoffs, then that's different. And I would have loved to see. He lost to Ryan Tannehill with home field advantage. (laughs) Yeah, but that was. This game was for the the one first round bye. Playoffs are different this year. Yeah. One team per conference gets a first round bye, and that's going to be the Chiefs because they won this game. That is a great point. Season to say that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. I was telling Alec, I was like. I see no reason why people shouldn't be putting their money on the Chiefs to go undefeated this year. Yeah, and that's funny because like we heard all the people like, oh, the Ravens are going undefeated. I'm like, first of all, they have to play Kansas City. I didn't see who their schedule was down the line, but the fact that you have Kansas City in your schedule and you're saying, oh, 16 and out, like you can't, like, come on now. Now, Kansas City, on the other hand, is playing a fairly weird division because LA and Oakland is. Good as they kind of looked, I'm not really buying much of the up hype on them. And but obviously Denver's in a pile of crap right now where they're at. But um, Kansas City, to be fair, could be probably the best team to have the chance of going undefeated, unless Aaron Rodgers continues his revenge tour and goes 16 and 0, which I would personally love as well. Who do you think is yeah. coming out to the NFC, Drew? I think it's pretty wide open. Because here, because here's the thing: my preseason pick was New Orleans. I my my Super Bowl was Baltimore, New Orleans. Um, and based on what I've seen, I mean, here's the thing: we've we all know part of my take, and you know about the pinky team, the one and two team that's going to have a good chance down the line. I think New Orleans is that team, but I'm not fully certain considering how well Tampa Bay has played through the first three games. Tampa Bay has been absolutely phenomenal, not just from Tom Brady, but the, the rush defense has been really good. And that's what you really need down the stretch is rush defenses that can, you know, 
to handle the fatigue and handle it all. So um, Tampa Bay looks really good. So I'm a bit iffy on a New Orleans pick, but I think Tampa Bay looks Seahawks? really freaking good. Seahawks are great. Come out of the NFC. Are you I mean, kidding Se- me? Dude? You're smarter than that. Look, the Seattle's great and all, but I think as an all-around team, I take Tampa Bay, all Damn. around. That's a joke. That is a just saying. Abomination of a take. If you this, if, this if, the, if the Bucks, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's going to be the MVP this year. Russell Wilson is going to, he's going to break the touchdown record this year, single season. I'm saying it right now. And as much as I'm a Niners faithful, Niners fan, the Seahawks are probably going to come out of the NFC. <laughs> What'd you say, Alec? The outlook as an occasional opportunistic 49ers fan. <laughs> occasional uh, opportunistic. <laughs> the outlook is not great. It's looking like one of those seasons that I don't really track what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Although it goes to show how bad the Giants are. <laughs> yeah, Joe Judge is absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. And okay. if you heard the quotes, yeah. I actually have a I have a hypothetical for you. All right. So four team round robin, traditional style. So like a like a champions league almost. Okay. The bracket you have this year's Giants. This year's Jets, the 0 and 16 um, Lions, and then the was it, was it the 1 and 15 Colts, or did they also go 0 and 16? Like the, the Browns Colts. went, I think the Browns went 1 and 15, or the Colts when they tried to tank for luck. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so you have those four teams. Who comes out on top? Who comes out on top? Giants currently with Saquon out. So this current Giants team with Saquon out. So Joey Har- was it Joey Harrington on the Lions when they went 0 and 16? I think and they had Megatron. Oh, it was the guy, um uh the guy that does Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky, yeah. Good call. Yeah, he was the Lions guy. And they had Megatron, if I'm not mistaken, too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See I would I'd have to go. Lions, just based on the fact that you at least have some sort of deep threat where you could chuck in and go, oh, Harry, there's Megatron. Now, I'm not sure mm. if he was on the team, but if that's the case, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, that's what I was leaning towards. Yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great topic. But enough chitter chatter. We are now going to head into game three with Chris Archer up two games to nothing. And so for those who don't know, these are the rules of Food of Thunk. So. The player with the most points at the end wins. Each player will have two double troubles, meaning that a question can be worth double the initial amount of points. The player has to declare it before the corresponding question is asked. Yet, if he misses the question, the player loses the amount of points at stake. So, for the first quarter, and by the way, you guys have been using your double troubles really late in this. I'm not sure if that strategy is going to come into hand, maybe just because I said that. But we'll see now since I just brought it up. You don't own the higher stakes. It's for the higher stakes. You get more points in the later rounds. Yeah. All right. First quarter, though. First round of the game will be take two. And this is when both players are going to be given two categories with clever clues that relate to the topic. 
The player who wins the coin toss gets to either play and choose the category or defer to his proponent and have it choose a category first. Once that category is chosen, the player gets five questions on the topic and gets a point for each correct answer. If the player misses the question, the opponent will get a chance to steal the point. Double troubles can be played during this, of course, and the process is done twice for the first quarter. So, Alec, you are trailing in the series. Correct. Would you, would, how would you like to call, call the coin toss? Tails. Tails. All right. Hey, Siri, flip a coin. Tails it is, and Alec wins the toss this time. So, Alec, you will get the choice. Would you like to choose, or would you like to defer first and foremost? I'll choose. I'm ready to go. You're going to choose. All right. So, of course, you are a Halo player, and that's why I've got the phrase Rangers lead the way as related to this. So, Alec, what would you like to choose? Rangers or lead the way? Absolutely lead the way. Lead the way it is. So, of course. Lead the way is five questions on the NFL statistical leaders through week three. So, question mm-hmm. number one What quarterback has been sacked the most times? Carson Wentz. Has that to is, be. That is incorrect. Chris, you have a chance to steal. Is that uh, so far this season? So far this season through week three. Actually, Which quarterback has been sacked the most times. Boy, Carson Wentz got smacked in week one for eight sacks. Um, but I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is correct. Chris is on the board. Uh, that's one nothing. That's, that's a horrific offensive line, by the way. I mean, good Lord. That's, Even why, with, that's why I offloaded Joe Mixon on you. Yeah, bud. shut up. I'm going to... He's going to spread to the outside, and he's going to use his speed, whatever. Even with Jonah Williams, who is their first-round stud out of Bama, you know, they still can't get stuff done on the offensive front. All right, question number two for Alex still. Who leads the league in receiving yards? Hmm. I have two names on in my head. I don't know which one. I know he's leading it in touchdowns. I'm going to guess... I'll guess Tyreek, but I don't think it's right. Tyreek is incorrect. Chris has a chance to steal. And yeah, receiving yards. I am going to go with a couple names come into my head, but I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is incorrect. Calvin's actually second on the list, by the way through week three, mm. but it's actually DeAndre Hopkins with 356 receiving yards. By the way, I did forget to mention Burrow's been sacked 14 times through three weeks. Ugh. So he's almost averaging Ouch. five sacks a game, almost. Ouch. That's rough. <laughs> Absolutely rough. Go Tigers! <laughs> Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, question number three. Chris still leads one nothing. Who leads the league in game-winning drives? Game-winning drives? I can't even think of it if anyone has led a game-winning drive. Um, and, and, and Joe Burrow almost did a game-winning drive against the Chargers almost, week one. Almost, but... So this player, this quarterback, 
has actually done it all three weeks. What? Um, who even is three and zero right now? Is it Russell Wilson? Yeah, Chris. There's actually a few teams at three and zero, but I'm not gonna name them to give you hints. Oh, wait that wait that was his guess. Wait, what did he get? He guessed Russell Wilson. Yeah, but okay, I, well, now I realize it's probably not Russell Wilson. Okay, well, that was his guess, so Russell Wilson's incorrect. Chris has a chance to steal. Done it all three weeks. I think I know who it is, actually, now that I say it. It has yeah, to be just a game-winning drive. It's not just it's not requiring a touchdown or anything. Right. And I am going to go with Josh Allen. Good guess. Josh Allen is incorrect, though. Correct answer was Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's led the Titans to three game-winning right. drives. Mm. Especially with Goskowski hitting the sixth field goal he hit yesterday, which was a absolute like inverse to what happened the week prior. So pretty mad that yeah. Ryan Tannehill all three weeks has led his led the Titans on a game-winning drive. Question number four. Who has scored the most points? At this juncture, a non-quarterback who scored the most points at this juncture. Oh, Calvin Ridley would be, I guess. Calvin Ridley is incorrect. Chris? Oh, I am going to go with... It takes a lot of time. I'm trying to think of who's had big fantasy weeks. <laughs> no, Dalvin has four but I don't think it's him. Can we get a timer? Do, 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 do. We need an answer, Chris. Okay, okay, okay. Five, four, three, oh, no, 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 you two. can't, no, 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 no. You can't be doing that to me. Sorry, no. All right, 10 uh, seconds, Chris. Come on. Steven Goskowski. Goskowski is also incorrect, but Chris, you were leading, you were leading onto something with fantasy points. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara has 36 total points to his name. He scored six touchdowns so far? <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> He's Damn. unreal. He's absolutely unreal to this point in the year. Yeah. All right. So Chris still leads one nothing. Let's see if Alec can get the fifth question. Who leads the league in total completions? DeAndre Hopkins. Completions, not oh, like quarterback. quarterback. Okay. Completions. Uh, I know Cam threw the ball like fifty times in one game, so that's what's skewing my mind right now. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say Russell Wilson again. Russell Wilson is incorrect. Chris, you got a chance to steal. Um. It could be Baker. Uh, I would be shocked if this were Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he did look good the other day, though. You cannot count him out. He would tell you the same. I am going to go with a guy who somehow is still going kind of under the radar so far. Which I don't know how because he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is also incorrect. Correct answer was Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has 96 God, I completions. I, yeah, I should have thought of that. but He's yeah. thrown the ball a lot. He's been throwing yeah. the ball a ton. 
an absolute country mile amount of tosses, man. That's crazy. And he had yeah. three rushing touchdowns last week, too. Yeah. Yeah, the guy is just – they're one and two. And, you know, that's another team you kind of look out for. Like, oh, maybe they – you know, maybe they make improvements because they've played some tough well, teams. I mean, that's by far the worst comp – or the worst division in all of football. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They're, but watch them, they're, 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 Actually, the AFC East sucks, too. Buffalo and New England? Uh, I guess New England's overperforming. Buffalo's pretty good. Buffalo's my pick to win it. I mean, they look absolutely incredible. Oh, so. yeah. Buffalo's my pick to win that division, yeah. too. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And NFC East is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. But Washington, the football team, has something to build on for the future with that defense. So, uh, the good old football yeah, team doing doing work all right chris so that means you're up one nothing and you have the category of rangers and rangers chris is five questions on teams that have the word rangers in their names thank god okay question number one rangers football club in scotland is located in which city uh i'm gonna go with glasgow Glasgow is correct. Chris is up to nothing. <laughs> Welcome That's to the jungle. Very frustrating. <laughs> Alex Grimman in his seat over football questions. Notice how I say the word football. Football. Yo, yo. football. football. All right. Question number two. In 2010, this member of the Texas Rangers won the American League MVP with a 359 batting average. A 359 batting average in 2010. I'm going to go with Josh Hamilton. That is correct. Chris is up 3 nothing. <laughs> Rangers lead the way. Rangers lead the way. He's tearing through this category right now. I knew Question- both of those answers. I'm on the record. <laughs> Question number three. That season in 2010, who did the Rangers lose to in the World Series? <laughs> 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 what the hell? I was I was at game two at AT and T. Indeed, that's my beloved San Francisco Giants. Let's go. We won eight to two that game, I think. Man, yeah, those were the days. I still, you know, it's a funny story. Is um, my parents brought this back up like ten years ago at Brophy's Tavern that we all know in Carmel, the old one, mm-hmm. the old Brophy's. I still remember watching game one at the pub brophies and literally on like the bar stool literally ripping at the leather and i literally almost tore up all the leather because i was that nervous <laughs> watching game one yeah it was it was that crazy but in recent times that was absolutely a heartbreaking end to a what was an unexpected season in many ways so san francisco giants is probably correct for nothing chris moving on to question number four who is the current goaltender for the New York Rangers? And here's a hint. He may retire in the coming days. I don't really follow hockey all that much. <laughs> so I have no idea. I'm going to pass on this one. All right, pass. Alec, would you like to have it? Yeah, I have no clue. All right. I thought you guys would know the name Henrik Lundqvist, but I guess not. So uh, how could I? <laughs> He's been in the league a long time. I don't know. I, you might have gone away with it, but no. That is incorrect yeah. for both so, of you. Anyway. 
It is 4-0 still in favor of Chris Archer. And question number five for Chris Archer. Queens Park Rangers football club play in which English city? Queens Park Rangers football club. You really threw two soccer questions at me. Um, I am going to go with... I feel like it's not going to... It's the fifth question. It's not going to be an easy one, right? So... I'm going to say Bristol. Bristol, that's a wild guess, but that's incorrect. Alec? I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, no clue whatsoever. Um, I'm just going to say Birmingham. Birmingham is incorrect. London. It is based in London. North Seriously? West, Northwest the London. The fifth question going with London? Yeah, Northwest London. Yeah, absolutely. The hoops, the blue hoops. I don't know why I always think QPR is up north. At Loftus Road. <laughs> Indeed. So, Chris is shutting out Alec at the moment. He's leaning 4 nothing, And that means since Great Alec chose... Over here. <laughs> and that means since Alec chose the first category in the first portion of the first quarter, Chris gets the choice of one of the next two categories. And the next two categories are famous Kevin Costner films in sports. Draft Day... Or Bull Durham? I'm going to go with Draft Day. Draft Day it is. So in Draft Day, I'm going to rehearse the draft announcements in the same way the commissioner would at the podium and mention the pick, year, league, and team in order. And you have to guess the player that was chosen. Okay. Draft Day, phenomenal film, right, Alec? Oh, my (laughs) Lord. (laughs) Jennifer Garner, man. Jeez. (laughs) My least favorite actress. Alex, Alex famously hates that movie. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, jeez. What was the um, Bo Callahan? Yeah, Bo. Get, you called him pancake eating motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Bo Callahan. He just simply did not get along well with his friends. They didn't come no. to his birthday party. No. The man probably, the man hypothetically was like, oh yeah, he threw like 65 touchdowns, no interceptions, undefeated, Heisman winner. And they're like, but does he have friends? And that's why the Browns are such a tin pot organization. Like, Absolutely. It's very realistic. Uh, it's like when they drafted Baker Mayfield and they saw the police footage, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Got to do it. Uh, that kind of guy. All right, Chris, with that being said, here is your first for first question, I should say, or clue in this in this form. With the 15th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select 15th pick, 1996. Phoenix Suns select. Steve Nash? Steve Nash is correct. Way to pull that out the bag. It is 5 nothing, Chris. I was thinking it, and I was like, wait. For some reason, I thought he was drafted by another team. Yeah, so he was a Phoenix and then went to Dallas and then went back to Phoenix. I couldn't figure if he was drafted by Dallas. And to make you both proud, Steve Nash, a guard out of the Santa Clara University. (laughs) Just keep it. Yeah. Just keep you too happy. Because I got the question right, and you got Santa Clara. <laughs> All right. Clue number two, Chris. With the second pick in the 2009 NBA draft, 
the Memphis Grizzlies select? Second pick in 2009. Oh, man, 2009. I, I was... Hmm. I'm going to say... No. I'm going to say Mike Conley. I know it's Mike, not right. Mike Conley's incorrect. Alec, you want to stab at this? Is this Hashim Thabit? That is correct. Oh, is. The famous <laughs> draft bust from that class. Hashim Thabit. <laughs> right after I was, Blake. I, I was just thinking, I was like, there's an, there has to be no way that Drew's going to throw Hashim Thabit in this pit. <laughs> Right after Blake Griffin was chosen first overall, the Memphis Grizzlies chose Hashim to beat. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the rest of that draft. I was too stoked <laughs> to get Blake. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Clue number three, Chris. It is now 5-1. That is Alex's first point on the board. With the 33rd pick in the 1991 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select... 13th pick, 1991. 33rd. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 pick, 1991, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, boy. That's a little obscure. Um, 1991? Yeah, I, I've got no idea. All right, Alec? I'm just going to guess Michael Vick. Uh, Michael Vick, he's too um, young for that day and age. Too early. I know, way he's too early. Sorry. All right. Correct answer was Brett Favre. Brett Favre was chosen in that pick by the Atlanta Falcons. And on draft day, the whatever the announcer was, he said, Atlanta has selected Brett Favor. Mm. <laughs> they said Brett Favor. And he certainly more favor for another team. Hmm. All right. Still 5-1 in favor of Chris Archer. Clue number four. With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. 10th pick, 2017. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I remember this too. 10th pick, 2017. I'm going to go with David Johnson. David Johnson is incorrect. Um, yeah. Alec, you have a chance to steal. Hmm. Again, I know this isn't right, but it's the only player I can think of. I'm just going to say the Honey Badger. Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews, incorrect. So think about the quarterbacks in that draft. Baker Josh Mayfield. Rosen. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Baker yeah. Mayfield. Yep. I knew that. I was going to say Mayfield, really Darnold, Jackson, Allen, Josh Rosen. <laughs> well, Rosen. Rosen's gotten just the worst deal in the history of it's really sad. Just getting passed around. Like, he wasn't given a chance. Yeah, now he's, he's behind. A good, well, promising hey, young quarterback. He is actually behind Tom Brady. He's actually Tom Brady's backup. Yeah. Good for him. That's good. He's, yeah. And then once Tom Brady retires, they're just, they'll draft another quarterback and make and send Josh Rosen <laughs> somewhere else. Oh, man. He's the next Mike Lennon. <laughs> oh. Uh, poor guy. That's All right. tough. Clue number five, Chris is still 5-1. With the fifth pick in the 1998 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select. 1998. Steven Jackson? Steven Jackson, incorrect. He didn't start his career with Golden State. Alec. That's right. 
Steven Jackson, by the way, was part of that 2004 Mouse of the Palace with Indiana when that happened. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Very true. I'm just going to say Baron Davis, also probably not right. Yeah, Baron Davis started his career in Charlotte. That's also incorrect. Correct answer was Vince Carter. So, Vince oh, Carter. I... <laughs> so, Vince yeah. Carter on draft night was swapped directly with Antoine Jameson that day. So, the Raptors mm-hmm. and the Warriors made a deal. And so, both the guys would swap one way or another. And so, yeah. Now, now Drew, how, how many of these answers did you know before planning out this, this game? I knew like 70% of the answers because. I'm not perfect, but I knew a good. I know a good amount of these. <laughs> okay, okay. Not, but not all of them. So after that, it is still five-one to Chris Archer, and that means Alec Phillips gets Bull Durham. Bull Durham is five questions on Duke products that played for the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Bull Durham, <laughs> Durham, North Carolina. Come on now. <laughs> Okay, let's ride. <laughs> let's do it. Interesting list of players, actually. Duke products. I've no, I'm sure he has a lot of unique names. Not Michael Jordan. That it was a damn old Tar Heel. <laughs> All right. Question number one for Alec. This current basketball analyst for ESPN played only one season in the NBA for the Bulls after being picked second overall in the 2002 draft. The abrupt ending for his promising career was caused by a career-ending motorcycle accident in 2003. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Chris, would you like to, Chris, would you like to have a guess? Is it ESPN analyst? Indeed. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Jay Williams. Correct answer was Jay Williams. Oh. Mm. Yeah, believe it or not, that's I had no idea he played basketball. Yeah, I thought he played it, longer than that. Yeah, the guy was an AP All American, and just like one day went on his motorcycle and ended his career. So kids don't ride motorcycles. That's the moral of the story. All right, question number two for Alec: What longtime Chicago Bull made two All Star appearances in 2012 and 2013? And is the only ever Blue Devil to be an all-star with the Bulls. You say 12 and 13? Yes. Hmm. I'm just going to guess Carlos Boozer. <laughs> Boozer's incorrect. Chris. Hmm. Up to you. Yeah. I was kind of thinking Carlos Boozer, too, actually. Um Hmm. I can't think of if this guy went to Duke or even college in the United States, but I'm trying to think of people who would have been kind of all-stars around that time. Um, and I'm going to go with Luol Deng. Luol Deng is correct. Chris he has was an six. All-star? He was for back-to-back mm-hmm. seasons. That is gross. <laughs> He was good, man. He was, he was an was excellent really player good. early on in his career. Early on, he was I an re- excellent player. I used to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was their main man with him and Kirk Heinrich. Like when they didn't even have D Rose, like he oh. was one of their main go-to guys. Hell yeah! yeah. Good for that. 
So that means Chris leads six to one, and it is looking like a blowout early on. Question number three. <laughs> this prolific power forward for the Bulls out of Duke played in the Windy City from 2010 to 2014 and also helped lead the Utah Jazz to the Western Conference Finals in 2007. Okay, so that's Carlos Boozer. That is indeed Carlos Boozer. <laughs> Alec has another point to his name. It is 6-2. Yep. Played with Darren Williams and Andre Kirilenko, a.k.a. the man that Baron Davis made his bitch, which was lovely. You really wanted you, – you picked Carlos Boozer just so you could yeah, have just to go down that spring of thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was lovely. I still won't forget the decibel meter that went up from the graphic of the score. Won't forget it. All right. Question number four. Chris leads 6-2. The Bulls took this big man out of Duke first overall in the 1999 NBA draft. That season, he went on to average 20 points and 10 rebounds per game and route to winning Rookie of the Year honors. But he would be better known for his productive career for the Clippers later on. <laughs> productive career for the Clippers in the early 2000s? Mm-hmm. I see, I see Chris smiling. Is it Chris Kamen? <laughs> Kamen's incorrect. Chris. It's the only clipper I know from the early 2000s. <laughs> nope. Chris, take it away. I'll be I'll be quite embarrassed if I get this wrong, obviously. But one of my favorite players ever, like when I was growing up, was Elton Brand. Yep, absolutely. I do not associate him with the Clippers. Really? Mean. Really? No, it's because I associate him with the Sixers so much now that in my mind he was a lifelong Sixer. <laughs> Understood. But he was a perennial 2010 guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but it was on the Clippers in the early 2000s. I mean, Chris, right, it was. Did it Chris, really happen? <laughs> by the way, Chris, as much as you like to teach your own horn about Ellen Brand and the Clippers, the Clippers really are the butt of all jokes in the NBA now. Can we agree on that, Alec? Certainly, the blood of all This isn't new territory for the Clippers. Being They've not joke. made a conference is... final. But, but you disapproved and did not live up to expectations, which is new for you. I'm proud to be for expanding. <laughs> exactly. When expand, yeah, I've been living with, expand I've been living with a Kings fan for too long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. I'll just leave it there. But it is now 7-2 in favor of Chris going into the last question of this round. This former Duke player is the son of a former NBA player and coach and played for the Bulls from 2013 to 2016. He was initially selected third overall to Golden State in 2002 and didn't live up to his potential from the eyes of most Dubs fans. Son of a coach? Mm-hmm. Drafted top three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Austin Rivers? <laughs> Austin, Austin <laughs> Rivers is incorrect. That's too early. Imagine Austin Rivers on the Warriors. How annoying that would be to see, too, for me. I see it. Could you restate the question? Yes, we'll do. This former Duke player is the son of a former NBA player and coach and played for the Bulls from 2013 to 2016. 
He was initially selected third overall to Golden State in 2002 and didn't live up to his potential from the eyes of most Dubs fans. Oh, boy. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to pass here, too. Uh, the correct answer is Mike Dunleavy. Mike Dunleavy, of course, the son of oh. Mike Dunleavy, who was a coach of the Clippers. And Dunleavy only averaged like 11 points per game with the Warriors throughout his time and never did much. We were always like, oh, like when Dunleavy, anytime Dunleavy got the ball, I was like, oh, great, sort of thing. <laughs> but that being said, Chris leads 7-2 at the end of the first quarter. So now it is time to start the second quarter of this. And second quarter is going to be a trivia on who am I? So both players will take turns being asked at most four clues about a specific athlete. If they get the athlete correct after one clue, you get four points. After two clues, three points. Three clues, two points, and so forth. You aren't required to guess after the first clue, and you can be strategic and when you want to get and when you want to guess the athlete. If the player gets the athlete incorrect, it's a pawn will have a chance to steal. Each player will be asked about two athletes for this round, and double-double rules still apply, in which both of you still have those at your disposal. So, since Alec is trailing, he will get the first athlete um, that is presented. So, Alec, here is your first clue. I'm going to double trouble this. Double trouble. Here we go. So, this means, Alec... That if you get the first, if you get the first uh, clue right, if you guess the athlete correctly in the first clue, you get eight points. But if you get it incorrectly, you lose eight points. So heck yeah, that's right. So here we go. Clue number one. I was the twenty seventh pick in the two thousand sixteen NBA draft out of New Mexico State, where in two thousand fifteen. I won WAC Freshman of the Year honors and played Kansas in the NCAA tournament that season. The WAC? The WAC. Yep. Next clue. Next clue. Joel Embiid is a fellow compatriot of mine. Hmm. Next question. After two seasons of getting my feet wet in the league, I catapulted into stardom by becoming the NBA's most improved player in my third season, thanks to my improved scoring and defensive abilities. This is Pascal Siakam. Siakam is correct, and that is four points for Mr. Phillips. It is now a 7-6 to six ball game. Just like that. Way to wait there. So, it is now 7-6 in favor of Chris Archer now. And this is Chris's athlete to guess on. Clue number one, Chris. I'm going to double trouble as well. I'm kind of a bitch if I don't, right? He just did it, so I kind of have to. Okay. Here we go. You know the rules like I told Alec on this. Here we go. Clue number one. After a great collegiate career under center at Louisville, I arrived in the NFL in 2015 and would take my team to an NFC North title a year later. 2015? Yep. NFC North title. Next clue. That season in 2015, it was nice to have the help from a running back who led the league in rushing yards and touchdowns that season. I'm like, I'm get, I'm getting the NFC North and the AFC North mixed up here. Mm. Um, NFC North 
quarterback. The Vikings. Packers, no. Lions and Bears. You are in double trouble, by the way. Just know that. I know. I know. Do I get to steal if he Is gets this- You do. But for the normal amount of points, since you didn't declare mm. the double trouble. So I'm going to need. Do I get ballsy here? I'm going to need a decision. NFC North out of Louisville 2015. Is the answer Teddy Bridgewater? That is correct. Way to go, Chris Archer. That is six points to your name. It is now 13 6. Way to pull that out the bag. And of course, the running back I was referring to was, of course, Adrian Peterson as well that very season. So, unbelievable uh, career at that point for him. So, it is 13 6 to Chris, and Alec has the next athlete. To go, and both of you now only have one double trouble at your disposal. So here we go. Oh, you're my last one. You're using your last one too. Yep. Okay. Here we go then. <laughs> bold. We are bold people. Damn, bold, huh? Wow. All right. Clue number one. I've been fortunate enough to play quarterback at the high school, collegiate, and professional levels of football in the Bay Area, which is where I'm from. Wait, can you repeat that? I've been for I've been fortunate enough to play quarterback at the high school, collegiate, and professional levels of football in the Bay Area, which is where I'm from. Next question or next point. Clue, yeah. The road to get there though didn't contain a better roses or a pleasure cruise, as I went undrafted out of San Jose State and played for five seasons in the CFL. Next one. When my former teammate Terrell Owens was traded to Philadelphia, Playboy magazine asked him as to whether or not I was gay, in which he replied, quote, if it looks like a rat and smells like a rat, by golly, it's a rat, end quote. Is this a current player? No. Okay, that's what was confusing me. Um, I mean, I have two names in my head, but... And whatever. Is it Jeff Garcia? Garcia is correct. That is four points to Alec. That's big to use his double trouble there to perfection. But he's still down three points. It is 13-10 to Chris. Going to Chris's final athlete of this round. So I'm I'm, going to use my final double trouble. Here we go. We're doing the double double troubles early. All right, Chris. You can take a bigger lead after this. Here we go. Clue number one. Myself, Jerry West, and Bob Pettit are the only players in the history of the NBA to have an all-star selection in every season played in our respective careers. God, this is tempting. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Clue number two. I'm also the first international born player that didn't play college ball in the U.S. to be the first overall pick in the draft. Wow, that honestly confuses me more. Um, so, all star every year we were in the NBA. Say the second hint again. In every season he played. 
Right. Every season, every season he played. Yeah. So the second clue again. Yeah. I am also the first international born player that didn't play college ball in the U.S. to be the first overall pick in the draft. Next clue. Next hint. Yeah. I was involved in a wild regular season comeback win in December of 2004 when Rockets were down 80-71 to to San Antonio with under a minute left before we scored 10 unanswered points in that span to win at 81-80. And I, I, I'm just got to be conservative with this. Mm. Um, is the answer Yao Ming? That is correct. That is four points to Chris. Well done, sir. Yeah, that's an amazing stat I looked up today. He, him, Jerry West, and Bob Pettit, in every single season they played, they actually played. And that doesn't, um, and the injury that Yao had for one full season doesn't knock him in that statistic. But I thought he still got, he still got votes for the All Star game that year too. Like he, <laughs> I, I think he was actually like put on the All Star bench or something just because he got so much support. Yeah. It's amazing. And you think of like even LeBron, like LeBron James doesn't even have that in his rookie year. Because the rookie year was his only year he he hasn't had an all-star appearance or selection, Mm -hmm. I should say. So that being said, it is at the end of the second quarter, Chris leads 17 to 10. We got some, it's a higher scoring game because our last game was 18 to 10 in favor of Chris. So whoever's got the over, it's somewhere out in Uzbekistan. They're betting this on. Um, they've got the over in this game, then congrats, probably. That is now halftime. And now, let's take a moment to decompress and talk about the finals coming up. Now, of course, I'm bitter that the Denver Nuggets aren't in the finals, and I would have loved to see them in it. Um, yeah, that Alex gloating at all. We had a bit of a gentleman's bet um, that did not go well for me, and I was really pissed about. But... I'm. I can't wait to see the Heat give the Lakers the work. To be honest with you, I, I want it, but I'm also a realist, and I'll say the Lakers are are probably going to win. Uh, I don't. Want, I, I don't want to trick myself into thinking otherwise anymore. I want to be pleasantly surprised rather than being disappointed by the more likely outcome. That's true. I just if Lakers win it, like I know it's like. It's kind of poetic because of Kobe and stuff, but we would not hear the end of it. I just would not be able to hear the end of it if the Lakers won the title. And oh, God damn it, <laughs> I just can't. Ugh. Ugh, I just can't. You, Drew, you can't let on that it upsets you this much because it's going to fuel him. Like yeah. you're giving him a okay. reason to give you shit. Yeah, that's true. Chris, I'll take your advice into good into good use. All right. Yeah. Okay, so that being said, my honest prediction, my honest prediction, Lakers in six. That's my honest prediction. You think five, Alec? You're holding up five. Mm-hmm. Five. I'm saying it's been five every single series. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe this one will be different. Here's here's what I'm thinking. So when you think about the Heat against the Lakers, they have two options. Option one, try to play man-to-man, put Jimmy Butler on LeBron, in which case they're going to run him on a thousand screens until either Tyler Harrow or Duncan Robinson is guarding LeBron. And then they're going to clear out and go one-on-one. Yeah. Not a great option. No. 
four, they zoned the entire time, which is something I've learned this season that I did not know before. I've been tracking NBA basketball for a very long time. I did not know that NBA players do not know what a zone is and do not know <laughs> what to do when it happens. I didn't oh, know this until recently, so it might work for a little bit. But I still would rather – I will if the Heat have to sit in that zone – and then basically say, okay, we hope that Bam is going to gobble up every single defensive rebound. I still take the Lakers in that series, and that's why I think five games. Now, you could, what could happen, and what I think is going to happen in game one, actually, I think this is going to be, the Nugget series was different because they came out hot, but the two series before that dropped the first game, make the adjustments four straight. I think that's going to be what's ha- what happens here. I think Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hare are going to have like a combined 12 threes or something crazy like that. And I think they're going to take the first game. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think the only thing, I think the only thing that can be the downfall for the Lakers, of course, is, is are the bench of the role players. You know, you know, what if KCP is in making threes? What if Kyle Kuzma is being Kyle Kuzma. I just I don't really think these are the questions that people are asking going into this finals. <laughs> Continuous Caldwell Pope is not my X factor for this finals. My X factor. <laughs> ACP is the X but factor. There could be there could be nights when their depth is just not going, and LeBron and AD could put up like thirty each, but you know, bench players you know are not are going to be outscored by the Miami bench just dramatically, you know, so. That's just a that's just a point I'm throwing out there, and and look if Butler continues his hot streak, that's that's awesome, and you know, Bam coming up setting screens for Robinson and Harrow to get here to get open, I mean are going to be crucial. So we'll have to see what transpires come Wednesday. So yeah, I think I don't think the Heat can guard the Lakers. I think it it's a question of if the Lakers can guard the Heat, and we'll just have to see. I mean. Robinson and Harrow are kind of scary when they get going. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's re- pretty tough to defend. But like, I I just I can't see this. I could maybe see it going six games. I'm thinking five, but I'd love to see a seven game series. Oh it. my word, unreal! Yeah, that would be absolutely magnificent. And with that being said, it is now time for the third quarter. And Chris. The per, the prospects of sleep are looking really good right now. Both of the double troubles have been used, and Chris is up seventeen to ten at this point of the game. So we will see if Chris can lead the way home, or gee, who knows? Maybe he lets up another lead. You know, like I don't know the Clippers. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll stop right there. I'm sorry. All right, so third quarter, of course, is tale of the tape. The players are given the names of two subjects beforehand and then are asked questions regarding the comparison of the two subjects. Each player is asked three questions in this fashion and each are worth one point. Double trouble rules apply and this would be a last chance to use them, but that was no need in me saying that because you have none left for both of you. So the so our tale of the tape today actually involves, like we kind of mentioned earlier, Laker role players. How about that? And the two role players we're going to be comparing are Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard. So. That is fascinating. It's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. So Alec is behind, and I will let him have the first question. So question number one for Alec Phillips. Does Rondo have more career assists 
or does Dwight Howard have more career rebounds? Uh, is this regular season or total? Total, all time. Career assists and career rebounds. I think Dwight has more rebounds. Rondo has 7,215 assists for his career. Dwight Howard, 13,691 for Dwight Howard. So that is correct. Alec Phillips, it is now 1711. So now, Chris Archer, here's your question. Which of these players has had multiple all-star appearances with different teams? Like they've had at least two on two different teams or like they've multiple with different teams. He's been an the the player that's been an all-star with different teams. Player that's been an all-star with different teams. I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Dwight Howard here. Dwight Howard is also correct. He was all-star with the Magic, the Lakers, and the Rockets, all three teams. He was, a, he, got, he was an all-star in the Rockets, too. Yeah, the first season he was in Houston, 20, uh, 2014-15. Yeah. We'll disrespect Dwight so much. Makes me sad. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. He's a Hall well, of Famer, probably. At least, at least 2K in the 2K game have him in the 2010 starting lineup all time with like Steph, Harden, Durant, LeBron. And Dwight Howard. So at least they give him some credit because he has been pretty dominant as a big man force, especially obviously in the late earlier in the this past decade. So with that being said, Chris is up 18 to 11 now back to Alec. Alec, who has averaged more points per game this season? That is very interesting because Rondo is out for so long. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Rondo. If he's out, it doesn't. Rondo, Rondo. Wait, averaged, you said, wait, 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 wait. You said averaged the most points per game, right? This season, yes. Yeah, Rondo. All right, Rajon Rondo, seven point one points per game. Dwight Howard, seven point five points per yep. game. Really? Yeah. yeah, Howard's actually averaged more than Rondo has this season. I wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah. All right. Question number four. Who has had more triple doubles in their career? More triple doubles? Yeah. That's got to be Rondo. Yeah, absolutely. Rondo has 32 triple doubles. Dwight Howard, take a guess as to how many Dwight Howard has. Seven. Nope. Twelve. One. One triple double his entire career. That's it. Not not a good passer. (laughs) Not a good passer by by any stretch. So... 19 Can you imagine 100? that game? Like <laughs> oh that God. one game being being their opponent and being like, "Why is Dwight just tossing out these dimes?" Yeah, like would... where the hell did this come from? Yeah, if if Dwight Howard could pass, I think we'd be talking about him much differently. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So, question number five. Chris is up nineteen to eleven. Alec, who has averaged more minutes per game this season? Who's been on the floor longer this season? Dwight. Dwight. So, Rondo, 20 and a half minutes a game. Dwight Howard, 18.9. Rondo's actually been on the floor longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rondo's been... Rondo, Rondo's oftentimes in their, like, crunch time lineup. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, like running him with LeBron in the fourth quarter. I did not think that he was getting the – I thought that was, like, a playoff thing. I did not think he was getting that many minutes in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. Unreal, yeah. That's that's the power Rondo mafia. brings, man. 
And look, I'll be honest, I'm annoyed whenever he makes Rutgers a jump shot. Game. I'm always annoyed when he makes <laughs> jump shots. That means last question goes to Chris. It is 19-11. Let's see if he can stretch the lead to nine going into the finale. So, question number six. Has Rondo led the league in assists more times than Howard has led the league in rebounds? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say Dwight has done it more. Yeah, has to be. Rondo, Rondo led the league in assists three times throughout his career. Alec is fond of the one season in Sacramento where he had the most in his career. So he has three of those. Howard has had five seasons leading the league in rebounding. Absolute dominant force down low. And that means it is 20 to 11, Chris, going into the fourth quarter. And so if Chris can guess in the guess who round first, the first athlete correctly, Chris wins the series. So, of course, fourth quarter for those who don't know how guess who works. So I, the host, will be thinking of an athlete and the two contestants will be taking turns asking questions one at a time to find out the answer. Once you guess the right answer, you get five points. I will say the sport that the athlete plays before the players ask the questions. The players are only allowed to ask general yes or no questions, and there will be two athletes to guess on, and so forth. So, the first athlete that I am thinking of formerly played football. Formerly played football. Alec, guess away, since you are behind. Did he play quarterback? Yes. Did he play in the... NFC. Yes. Did he win a Super Bowl? No. Did he play for multiple teams in his career? He did play for multiple teams in his career, yes. Did he ever make an all-pro team? No. Did he play in the decade from 2000 to 2010? Yes. Did he retire in the 2010s? Yes. Never made an all-pro team, never won a Super Bowl, played in the NFC, Was played for multiple teams. Did he ever play in the AFC? No. Okay. You can tell me if this question doesn't work, but would you say that he is most recognizable for one team? Yes. Okay. So you said he retired... Before 2010. In the 2010s decade. Alec asked that, and I said he retired in the 2010s decade. In the 2010s? Yeah. So 2010 to 2020. Okay. And he never made an all-pro team, never won a Super Bowl. Did he start for the majority of his career? Yes. Did he play in the NFC North? At one point, yes. Did he play primarily in the NFC East? Yes. Mm-hmm. See, I had a guy in my head, and now it is not that guy. So, did he ever make the playoffs? Yes. We're getting to the point where I could ask questions that will give it away for me, but it will mm-hmm. also give it away for him. This is where it gets good. Yeah. Retired in the 2010s. Oh, boy. If you retired in, like, the early 2010s, which is what I'm thinking, that's that. That's what 
making it tricky for my, I don't know. I've got a couple guys in mind where I'm like, man, like I could have retired in 2009. Could be just too early. Um, is he an African-American? Yes. Yeah, they retired in the early 2010s. Is really messing with my head right now. Mm. Mm. Get crafty with the questions. <laughs> I mean, I can tell that Chris knows who this is. I don't yet, actually. Oh, you, you don't? I have a name in my head. So just to recap, a few stats. Never made an all-pro team. Never. Never made a Super Bowl. No, he did. He did make a Super Bowl. He never won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl? He never won a Super Bowl. Never won, but made one. Okay, never mind. Um, Most recognizable in the NFC East, but played in the NFC North. African-American quarterback. Yep. If I I guess, am I just out of this? Is that how it works? No, No, it depends on... No, it's like uh, guess so, so if I so if I guess that just that's just like my turn. It's just your turn. Yeah. Okay. Is it Vince Young? No. Okay, now I have no idea. <laughs> is it Donovan McNabb? That is correct. And Chris Archer that is, is our champion. Well done, Mr. Archer. Well Woo. done on you to guess that and at the very end, at the very nick of time. So twenty five eleven. Which, which is, NFC North team did he play? for so he played for minnesota in the final year of his career in 2011 i knew that that's what i was thinking yeah he went with washington the year prior and then obviously he's best known for being a philadelphia eagle leading that 2005 team to the super bowl with to and that cast of guys Mm -hmm. brian westbrook you know you can name it but yeah donovan mcnab um and i tell you what chris i think you should be kind of glad you got Donovan McNabb to win the series and complete the sweep because the next athlete you would have had to guess on was Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Not joking. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I probably could have, I, I like to think I could have gotten Zlatan. Maybe not before. I don't know Alvin, if you would have gotten it before me. Yeah. See, that, that was the, that was That's the tricky true. part. Are the okay? Objectively, Vince Young and Donovan McNabb are very similar people. Yeah, <laughs> although Vince Young did have some injury woes. Yeah, Mc, Mc, yeah McNabb was way more successful in the NFL. Yeah, I get Absolutely. them confused very easily. That's why. So McNabb was never <laughs> McNabb was ever an All Pro, but he was a six-time Pro Bowler. Mm, so right. that that's was what that. had me hesitant because I was yeah. like, I know he was in a Pro Bowl, but I couldn't remember if he had ever made All Pro. Yeah. He led the league and um, he once had the longest completion in the uh, in the league in 05, a 91 yard touchdown. But he's never um, had a leading in like any of the basic categories, leading in yards or touchdowns. But the guy was such a solid quarterback and you know such a good franchise quarterback. He just had to play with To. <laughs> that was the only thing, right. you know, unreal. So, Chris, for the third and final time. You, of course, are the champion of the series. You've won the series. You've completed the 3-0 sweep. Chris, take it away. What would you like to say? Again, I'd just really, really like to thank my fans. Um, without them, I wouldn't be here. Um, I'd like to thank my family and uh, the big man up above. 
um, just for putting me in this position, giving me this natural ability that I can do what I love on a day in day and out basis. Um, Talk about Doc Rivers. <laughs> oh yeah, bless up the Doc Rivers got fired a couple of years too late. So before before um, you get into it, do do acknowledge the people in Uzbekistan that bet the over on this game because the over did hit. By the way, yeah, anyone who bet the over again, you probably got great odds on it. Um, yeah, like remarkable. Yeah, talk about odds over. on it. Right, oh yeah, back the over to, for tonight's game didn't hit. Back to the back <laughs> to the Ravens. doctor. Back to the so-called Dr. Rivers in which – oh, I saw – by the way, speaking of which, I saw a funny Rob Perez tweet, of course, also known as World World uh, Worldwide Wob. Uh, that's always a tongue twister. Where it's like Paul George, colon, and it listed like Doc Rivers' <laughs> daughter and then crossing out Doc Rivers and then cross out Doc Rivers' daughter and then Austin Rivers uncrossed. <laughs> yeah, he's next on the hit list. He's absolutely next on the hit list. That's hilarious. But we were like group chatting the other day about even before Doc's departure about how the Clippers really do need a fresh face in that organization and to lead the team. Um, absolutely. Because what I got the whiff of in like sp- specifically game six and seven of that semifinal series was almost like a fear in his eyes. Like, oh, shit, like my team is not doing what's supposed to be done right now. And Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are taking full control of this basketball game. And just you could just see the look in his eyes like, oh, crap. Like, it's about to happen to me again, leading a, leading a Series 3-1 and then blowing it, you know? And the, and the Clippers just can't have that vibe anymore. That's just, that's just, the, that's just the feeling that I got. I kind of felt the nerves yeah. of Doc Rivers. I, uh, I believe our text conversation started immediately after Game 7 when I said, Hashtag fire doc. And that's, yeah. and that's it. I, I have been saying that doc hasn't, hasn't been the answer for us for the next, for the past two, three years. I mean, but we're, we're finally, we're finally parting ways. I, I personally would love to see Sam Cassell get promoted from assistant coach to head coach. I Jeff think that Goody. would be the, <laughs> Every, everyone, everyone's rooting for Jeff Van Gundy. Okay, I have a question. Entertaining option. I have a question. No, I just want him off the air completely. That's why I want him to be the coach of the Clippers. <laughs> I want him off the damn air. Okay, I have a question, Chris. Objectively, there's no third option here. You have to pick one of these two. Actually, I'll give you three. Three options. If you say Mike D'Antoni in one of these options, <laughs> I'm going to say Mike D'Antoni in one of these options. So strap in. <laughs> Mike D'Antoni, Budenholzer, Ooh. Brett Brown. Is Budenholzer really going to leave his Milwaukee job? Did he not get fired already? Wait, did he? No. Yeah, I I'm thought he say. got fired. I don't. Think did so. he not get fired? I'm. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me get this up. Hold on. I don't know. I thought he could so. be. I'm surprised you didn't add Tyron Lue into that mix. No. <laughs> oh, he I won't be fired. Get- Okay, Budenholzer should be fired, yeah, but he anyway. Um, He's not fired. Okay, so Antoni or Brett Brown, who would you rather have? Ooh, There's Brett no third Brown. option, you have to pick one. Hmm? Brett Brown. I personally just don't like D'Antoni's style at all. I don't That's think he'll totally win a championship. I thought you were going to give me the ultimatum of Mike D'Antoni and Tyron Lue. 
No. Because I would take Tyron Lue there if I were you. It's too easy. Brett Brown. Ken, yeah. Kenny Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that's the. But see, but you think I kind of, because I think I loved what Brooklyn did in hiring Steve Nash personally. Because I. I because I think that I hire it. is absolute gold for Kevin Durant and his cohorts coming into next season. I absolutely love that hire. I'm wondering if the Clippers sort of got someone. I don't know what Chris Kamen is doing out in this world. <laughs> Elton Brand. <laughs> Elton Brand, that's interesting. He's the GM of the Sixers I, right now. I'm not sure if he's going to leave. Although, actually, it's, a better, it's Sixers, a better job. <laughs> it's a better job than being the GM of the, the Sixers right now. I will give you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my ideal world is Sam Cassell getting promoted. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, a freaking good coach. Um, but how do you know that? Well, I mean, he's been an assistant coach for us for years. Yeah, and he's been yeah, a clipper. But- I mean, you know, yeah, but you kind of have to. Like, like, how do you know what he's done compared to like what Doc Rivers has done? This is like an actual question. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to attack you right now. I'm just like legitimately curious. I, I've just I've seen how they interact on the bench. How Sam Cassell interacts with players versus how Doc does and Ty Lue, and I'm like, to me. The combination of what I've seen versus also like what players have said, like everyone says he's an outstanding player development coach. Um, he obviously was like one of the best defensive guards in the league too. I think that fits really well with our personnel. Um, and yeah, honestly, he's one of the only options I can think of that doesn't sound like a joke when I say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. That's but God, please, Jeff, get Jeff Van Gunny to the sidelines, not in the, behind a headset. Please. I'm we, actually excited for him to coach. I would be so yeah. hyped for that. If we Unreal. hired Jeff Van Gundy, I think Stephen A. Smith would have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> the burner account is lit after that. <laughs> you would have an absolute corruption. I mean, he did after. After Steve Nash was hired, yeah, that was true. But talking I... about talking about how his white privilege, just because there are African American coaches that are out there. Speaking of which, say I think that speaking of African American coaches that are out there, that's a good one. If you're able to snag him from us, is Brett not or Mike Brown? I was going to say Brett Brown, but Mike Brown, Mike Brown out mm-hmm. there. If he needs a coaching job, I mean, he's certainly another guy that's. That's willing to take a big job in LA like that, and he's certain he's exceptional with what he did with Cleveland in the early days with LeBron when he went to his first finals. Um, I mean, he's he, certainly familiar with how to make LeBron lose. Yeah, very he true. Can, <laughs> he's as familiar as anyone. With how yeah, to but make you got to get to the conference lose. final. You got to get to the conference finals first. Oh, sick bird, sick bird. Yeah, okay. Ouch. Yeah, after all these years of making it to the conference finals, this one hurts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Meanwhile, I am very excited for what Scott McNair might bring to my franchise. (laughs) Who? 
<laughs> they drafted who? who? He's, he's our new GM, Scott. He was uh, he was the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockets. Name? Rockets. Yeah, who, who's the guy who's like he was like the second in command for the Rockets? The, I don't, the, I, 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 I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, but he Morey? sounds like he's gonna mix. Yeah, he was Daryl Morey, like second in command. He like ran his old analytics operation. Dude, so I'm excited to get pushed into like the 23rd century at basketball and only play like th- four shooters and one like eight foot tall guy from some country I can't pronounce. I think it's gonna be great. He's I'm ready for this analytics overdrive. He's you guys need to take a book out of the Nuggets scouting strategy and just. Draft all every people. Eastern, mm-hmm. Yeah, just every Eastern European big man with skills. Yeah, Shout like George's Papa Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alec, I was going to add on to Scott McNair. Like, De'Aaron Fox in, like, practice, like, no mid-range. Like, imagine yes, like De'Aaron Fox. Like, like no, De'Aaron, De'Aaron, go to the rim and get battered and get go and be hurt and get out for the season. Like, Yes, correct. I love it. <laughs> Analytics. <laughs> Analytics. That's the king's way. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's. I don't even know. I, if you ask me what like the king's way is, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what we consistently do. I don't, like overplay, overpay bad players usually. Harrison Barnes, what? Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Buddy Field is getting paid a boatload of money. I saw in the news today that the Kings are linked to trade for Victor Oladipo, which would give me an aneurysm. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that he can run currently. Oh, sure. Man. Let's 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 see what happens. Let's roll the dice. Whatever. It were. Do we qualify as a sinking ship? We've been submarining for like over a decade, so I don't know if we qualify as a sinking ship. You're more um, of a panga boat. Yeah, we're a gondola yeah. with holes in it. You're a submarine. <laughs> Every once in a while, you come up to the surface, but you go right back down where you're comfortable. Yeah. We haven't cracked the surface yet. We're like a yeah. submarine in the Antarctic under a block of ice. It's like we try, and then we hit a hard stop at the top. <laughs> and his name is Luke Walton. Anyway, good night, folks. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. YouTube, that was a pleasure of a series. That was really fun. But we're going to have two new contestants on our next show. So that being said, good night or good morning, wherever you are. It's a good night for us on this Monday night. It's a good morning in Uzbekistan for our betters. Absolutely. The Uzbekistan over betters for you. To all you across the world, have a good day. Don't go to waterfalls.